Hey, welcome back to another episode of All Automotive. I'm your host, Matt Clausen. And today we're talking about the 10 things that us as shop owners would want you to know before you brought your car in. So let's get right to it. Number 10. Most of us have a drop-off availability after hours, and we have a drop box. Mine's right next to the walk-in door. It's very convenient. Try to keep a envelopes full in there and also something to write on if you don't have a pen in your vehicle. So on this envelope, it's basic stuff. Name, address, phone number, what's wrong with your vehicle, what service you're requesting, and then at the bottom, you sign and date it. I I know in most states that we have a rule that says that we have to have a signature of authorization to begin work on your car. So anytime we drop off a vehicle, it's, it's very important for us as a shop to help you get your car repaired for what you want it repaired for. So if this information is incomplete, it's difficult for us to to move along in our day. If it doesn't require a phone call to you that, hey, we don't know what you want, you put your keys and so forth in an envelope, you put your name, address, phone number on there, you signed it, but you didn't tell us anything about what you want done. The person that may have taken your appointment isn't there that day and may not know exactly You know, the other person that works for us may not know what you want. So it's important to fill out this envelope completely. Not only your name and address and contact information, because we need to call you to get authorization to to move forward with any repair that we would do. It's also important to fill out the information that I want an oil change. I want my check engine light taken care of or looked at. And then sign this envelope down at the bottom and date it. I know in our state, my shop is in Michigan. We Michigan requires a signature of authorization prior to any repairs being done to your car. And I know a lot of states are like this as well. So it's important to, again, take the few minutes it takes to do this. It helps us as shop owners get your vehicle started first thing in the, the next morning. We don't have to give you a call. We've got all your information. We can move forward. We're not worried about that extra phone call to you to find out what's going on with your car. So number 10, I think we've covered it. Fill the drop envelope out completely. Don't leave anything to the imagination. Sign that envelope, put your keys in that envelope, and then put it in the certain spot where those keys and so forth go. And all of our drop boxes are are locked up. So it's like a mailbox that you would throw your envelope in. And then we have the ability to unlock that box, get that stuff first thing in the morning, and get going on whatever we find with your drop envelope. Coming in at number nine, let's move on to number nine, plan ahead. Plan ahead. What I mean by that is, so when you need to plan ahead for your repair, calling that shop to find out what their availability is. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's probably a very good idea that you call any shop, whether it's mine or any other shop that you dealt with, whether you're a regular customer of theirs and, or you're just, you've moved to a new area and you've got a new shop and you're going out of town on a trip with your family, call us a month ahead of time and try to figure out what, how far out we're scheduling. Um, a lot of times we, we run into this and lately it's been very busy. So a lot of us run into the situation where we can't get you in because we're scheduled two weeks out and your vacation is next week. So that's what I mean by planning ahead. Plan ahead for any kind of thing that would come up prior to you leaving for your vacation. One of those is is making sure that the shop can get you in and get you figured out prior to going on that vacation. That being said, we need to 
call this shop and ask them, how far out are you? I'm leaving on vacation in, in another month. Can we get this scheduled uh, in the next week or two so that we can get that oil change done, that safety inspection done for before we go to Florida or on a long trip away from the, our home state? And I like to say, if you know, you're going on more than an hour or two, if your trip is more than two hours to get there, then it's a very good idea to have your vehicle inspected to make sure there's nothing that may come up while you're traveling down the road. We've all, unfortunately, sometimes had run into this situation where we get a flat tire on the road or we have a mechanical breakdown. It's not fun. It's not fun, especially when you're six, seven hours away from home and you need to be towed to a shop where you don't know these people, you don't know what they're doing as far as helping you out. And you don't know who these people are, and it's just a tough situation for everybody involved. So that's why I say plan ahead, call the shop, see how far they're out, so there's no disappointment as far as, I've got to get this fixed and I'm going out of town next week, but the shop I love to go to is too busy to get us in. Now, we make some exceptions in this instance at certain times, just depending on how busy we are. But lately we've been very busy and we've been booking two to three weeks out at any given time within the last year and a half. So again, plan ahead, make sure the shop can get you in for the concerns that you have. And that way, the trip that you take, you can have the confidence in knowing that your vehicle is going to make it on that trip and make it back. So coming in at number eight, is when you do bring your car in, let's say you have an issue, let's just use the check engine light as an example. So your check engine light's on and fortunately or unfortunately, you take the vehicle to the parts store or someplace to have this code read to find out what the severity of it is. And this is a, this is a reality for a lot of people that come to our shop that have an issue with their car, especially the check engine light. So they get told that certain part is bad on their car and they put it on and it still doesn't fix it and it's still, the check engine light is still on. So number eight is tell us the story behind what's going on with your car. And especially if you're a new customer and you're just coming to this shop and you've had three or four different repairs for the same problem and they haven't been repaired. And as a shop owner or as any kind of technician would want to know is what is the story behind all of these new parts I see on this car and why it's here. So it's important to be upfront with this shop to tell them that, yes, I took it to the parts store and had the check engine light scanned and now we've put these parts on and it's still doing it. So be transparent. Tell us up front what's going on and what parts you've put on. So that makes everything easier for us to get to move forward. Because sometimes there's parts that you can put on that are, in fact, not very good or bad out of the box. And you could be in the same situation. It helps us either eliminate that part or question that part based on where it was purchased from or where it was procured from. Some parts are just inferior and we would not want to chase our tail or spend unnecessary time diagnosing a part that we don't know that you've replaced because we didn't get the whole story. So again, just be transparent with us and let us know up front what's gone on, what the, what's behind the curtain as far as what you've done to the car prior to bringing it to us. 
you know, cause I, I understand. And a lot of us do that, you know, cost is an issue at some point for some people and we can help you alleviate unnecessary diagnosis time if we know that stuff is already done. So it's always frustrating as a shop owner to find out things after the fact that have been replaced when we've unfortunately spent unnecessary time diagnosing something that you could have told us ahead of time. So we're just trying to make things cost effective for everyone in the regards of, you know, the time we spend diagnosing your issue, it's helpful to have all that information. So again, just be transparent up front. Hey, we put these parts on and it's still doing it. We know that we heard great things about you and we want you to help us fix our car so that we can go on vacation. Okay, so that was number eight. Let's go to number seven. So you're bringing your car in for a specific issue that let's say it stalls or the check engine lights on. Um, it's important to make sure that we have enough fuel in the vehicle when you drop it off. A lot of times when we get the car and the check engine lights on and there's drivability issues with far as it's stalling or running rough or jerking or making this noise while we're going down the road, it's very important, very, very important that we have enough fuel in the car so that our technicians can do the proper test driving and diagnosing and so we can at least, number one, duplicate your condition. If it's a condition where you're driving down the road and it starts running rough after it's warmed up and you drop your vehicle off with the low fuel light on, it's a little frustrating. So then we have to either call you, find out if you can come back and put fuel in it, or that's one thing that our technician has to do, stop, put fuel in it, and then we've got to charge you for the fuel. So that's another thing that it's, it's important. It's just nice to have at least a half a tank of gas in the car so that we can properly diagnose and test drive your car. We don't do any unnecessary driving around in your vehicle. And I, we're not a shop that does that. And, and I don't, I don't see any reason that needs to be test driven any more than what we need to do for proper testing and for proper diagnosis. However, there are some instances where, you know, it takes a while for the vehicle to act up. So there are some times to where we'll have to drive it several different times to try to get the duplication of your concern. So again, it's very important. We always request that any time a customer would drop their vehicle off for any kind of check engine light or stalling issue. It's one of the things my service advisors always ask and always uh, request that you at least have a half a tank of gas in the vehicle so that we can do the proper test drive. Okay, coming in at number six, it's how will you be paying for your repair? How are you going to pay for your vehicle when you pick it up? Do you take personal checks? Would you take my debit card? Do you accept American Express? Okay, so there's different pay types that we as a shop, we don't know, we no longer take accept personal checks from customers. It's just too much risk. So we take your debit card for that particular checking account, and we'll be happy to do that. There are some shops out there that don't participate in taking American Express. If you plan on paying for your repair with a American Express card, there are certain places that just don't take it. And unfortunately, it's a reality. So just ask ahead of time, hey, will you accept my personal check? No, ma'am, we will not. Um, we will happily take your debit card for that account. Most places still accept cash. There are other ways to pay. I know cryptocurrency is coming along, and, and that may be something that in the future we will look at as a payment type. But again, it's, it's something pretty simple. 
but when they get there to pick up their car and there's they whip out the checkbook and we don't take checks it's a little it's a little challenging to get across that bridge and get that smoothed out with that particular customer so we always take a few seconds to ask how you're going to be paying for this repair and again if you're you've been there before and it's a shop you've gone to a lot uh, it's it's something that you really don't have to worry about because i used my mastercard the last time and they were fine with it okay so it's not a big deal but again if you're a new customer to this particular shop and again you move to the area and you're new to this particular shop is recommended to you by a friend hey get all that the things you wouldn't think about out of the way prior to picking your vehicle up because it's it's frustrating for you as a customer to not have the ability to pay with a check paper check if that's the way you'd like it done and maybe the shop that you take it to would be okay with a paper check unfortunately for us is and in, in my shop in my situation it's it's something that we don't we no longer do all right so moving right along coming in at number five is don't be afraid to ask us questions about what kind of repairs that we do and do not do if there's an issue with let's just say your driver's window your driver's window doesn't work and you want to know if we can look at that ask the question yes we can we can take the door panel off and we can assess what's going on with your window not working. If it is a situation where it's a dent in the side of the vehicle and we're not a body shop, we're going to tell you that, hey, we don't do that kind of work, but we recommend this place. So ask us the questions. A lot of a lot of customers come in and don't know that we can do transmission work. We don't normally advertise that, but we are a full service auto repair facility. So ask us the question, hey, can you fix this or can you look at this? My transmission, it doesn't move or it goes in reverse only. Is that something you guys can do? Normally, it's a phone call that we take, and you're a potential customer that has never been to our shop before. Ask those questions. It's, it's, it's pretty simple to ask those questions and, and find out if it's something that we do or do not do. And there are certain vehicles that we don't look at. Um, there's a German market that we don't look at. We don't, we're not equipped to do uh, repairs on BMWs and Audis and Volkswagens and so forth, the German market. So those are repairs that we don't, unfortunately, those repairs we don't do. So don't be afraid to ask us the question about if you, if we can do it or not. Coming in at number four, uh, this one kind of comes up every now and then. And we have had some issues prior to this podcast about the cleanliness of your vehicle. If it's not too much to ask, and as a shop owner, if we're going to be doing suspension work or having your wheels and tires off and you live on a dirt road, it'd be a nice gesture if you took the car through the car wash before we got to work on it. I know technicians, we get dirty and we get greasy and nasty, but sometimes it's nice to have a clean vehicle to work on to where we're pounding on things, trying to get suspension parts to come apart. It's also nice not to have half an acre of ground of dirt fall off on, onto the floor while we're working on it. The other thing is, is coming into the fall season and the winter season, we have sometimes to repair your heating system. And what happens is, is a lot of times the blower motors are located inside the vehicle on the passenger front floor area normally. Most of them are in that in that general area there. So it also would be a nice gesture if you took the time to clean out some of the garbage and so forth that does collect in your vehicle. I know a lot of us have trash cans and trash bags and cubbies that we stick trash on. 
But unfortunately, in the last couple of months, I've seen a lot of garbage and nasty old pop bottles and cups and so forth on the passenger floor. So as a shop owner and as a former technician, it's nice to be able to work on your heating and cooling system where I'm crawling on the carpet of your floor to turn myself upside down and have my head on your floor. It's also nice to have no debris that I need to move out and take 15 minutes to clean the passenger floor area of your vehicle so that I can work on the heating system of your car. So again, number four, give us a courtesy car wash. And if if you are in fact bringing your car in for a blower motor that doesn't work or you have heat that works on one side or doesn't work on the other side, just be advised that we, we are going to have to take your vehicle apart and be inside the interior of the vehicle. So it would be nice to at least get the trash out. I, I mean, we've got some protective papers and so forth for the floor that we can put down to cover up the the dirt from everyone's feet and so forth. But um, it would be nice just to have some of the the larger debris out of that area. Okay, so coming in at number three is what are the shop's qualifications? This is something that we would want you to know if you were coming into our shop that we are, do we partner with anybody or are we part of any kind of nationwide auto repair group as an independent garage. So we are a auto value certified service center. And what that does for you as a customer, it gives you a two year, 24,000 mile warranty on select parts. And we will tell you that when you pick your vehicle up, if your repair was qualified or not for that two year, 24,000 miles. But at my shop, it most generally is. Even if it's not on this list through AutoWares, we do offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on most of our repairs. You just have to ask us, again, go back to the ask questions. You just have to ask us if this repair and what kind of warranty it has. So our shop qualification is that we're an auto value certified service center. And this other thing that it does for you is it provides you with a nationwide group of service centers that you can take your car to in the event of a mechanical breakdown while you're on the road. So say a couple years ago, you had an alternator replaced on your car. It's nothing that we picked up on when we did your inspection prior to you going on vacation. And you get halfway from Michigan to California and somewhere in Iowa, you break down. You call this specific phone number that we give you and they direct you to a participating shop they diagnose your issue, and if it is in fact related to the alternator, they will take care of it at no cost. Or if there is a cost, then you just need to get on the phone and give us a call, and we will try and work out those details to where if you can pay for the repair, and then we'll reimburse you when you come back. It also provides you with uh, roadside assistance, and this is important. You don't have roadside assistance on your insurance. So you bring it to us, you automatically get roadside assistance. You just have to have one of our receipts in your glove box that tells you, tells the tow truck company that you're participating in this nationwide roadside assistance. So you get a flat on the road and you got to call this number. They'll send the tow truck local to that area. You then pay for the flat repair or the spare installation and you bring us that paperwork and you submit it and we you get reimbursed. Pretty simple. So roadside assistance is available and it also f- helps you with lockout service. You lock your keys in your car at the supermarket or you have 
run out of gas and you need a couple gallons of gas to get to the next exit. Uh, it's happened to me before. It's not fun, especially waiting for the tow truck to show up with a two-gallon can of gas and stick it in your truck and away you go. It's never, never fun. But with the roadside assistance, I did call the number. I told them where we were located at. Again, it's a nationwide number, so you got to have to tell them where you're at. And then they send the local tow truck company out to, to get you. So shop qualifications are an important thing. And we are also a tech net shop so that if the auto value system doesn't work or the confidence plus warranty doesn't work while you're at wherever in Iowa, um, then you can call this other number. So we double cover ourselves because there are some certain areas in, in, in America where you might get to and that there isn't a shop that's close enough, unfortunately. But fortunately for you, we do participate in two really big nationwide systems so that you can get yourself taken care of in the event of a mechanical breakdown while you're on the road going on vacation while you're while you're trying to get there so again shop qualifications just call us up ask us hey are you guys affiliated with anybody or are you a triple a certified repair facility or are you a napa auto care facility or you know and, and we proudly will tell you what our affiliation is. We are very happy to tell you that we're an auto value certified service center and that you can get these benefits because you are a customer of ours. Coming in at number two, what are your expectations? So you call and tell us that, let's go back to our check engine light. So you call and tell us, and we've got you scheduled for a check engine light and you physically come in and drop off your vehicle. And you know, my service advisors are trained and I'm, I'm trained. We always ask the same questions all the time. And we always ask before you leave is we verify your phone number. And we also will ask what your expectation is. When do you want your vehicle back? When do you expect us to get your vehicle diagnosed by? I know that most people think that when they have an appointment to drop off their vehicle at nine o'clock, that their appointment is nine o'clock and that's when it's going to get looked at. Unfortunately, the reality is with that is a lot of times we have carryover from the day prior and we're primarily a drop-off shop, which means you drop your vehicle off. We work you in throughout that morning, get your vehicle diagnosed, and then we call you with an update and gain your authorization to repair it from there. So if if you're dropping off at 8 o'clock and you feel like you should have an answer by noon, tell us, hey, is it something you can get checked out by 12 o'clock because I've got to go pick up my kids at 3 o'clock from the bus? Or is it something to where I need to make other arrangements? And at that point, if we kind of know what the situation is and what our workload is and what carried over from the day before, we can tell you, yes, we'll have it figured out by 12 o'clock, but we're really not sure what's going to transpire after we get it figured out. If your vehicle's drivable, we'll tell you at that point, and we can move on from there. So have an expectation for us of when you will want your vehicle back. Now, I know lately we've had some supply chain issues, and that's a reality in, um, in the world, in the automotive world, and not, and not just us. The supply chain issue is, is getting to be pretty pretty big deal at this point, and there's a lot of instances where we can't get your vehicle done same day, next day. So now it's next day, day after. So if there's an expectation there for I've got to have another vehicle, then we need to make other arrangements with setting you up for an enterprise rent-a-car or something of that nature, or you need to figure out some alternate transportation. 
So have expectations for us. And if you, if you expect it to be looked at by a certain time, please tell us um, so that we don't have an issue with that expectation and let you down in that instance. And finally, coming in at number one, this is one of my, this is probably a lot of shop owners' pet peeves. And this is a, this is a number one thing that we could tell you prior to dropping your car off, even if we don't have anything to do with taking the wheels off your car, is where is the wheel lock key? And what I mean by a wheel lock key, and I don't know if most of you know what that is. There's a certain lug nut on each one of the wheels that is a security key or is a special lug nut that takes a security key. And it's a key that goes over this lug nut. And then we put our socket on there so that we can get your wheels off. So you bring your car in for service and and let's just say, again, it's the, the darn check engine light. That darn thing is always coming on. So sometimes we have to take your wheel off to get to certain things to diagnose your vehicle. And if the wheel lock key is nowhere to be found, then it makes our job that much more difficult. So it's it's very important to let us know where this wheel lock key is. And if you purchase a car, always, always look at the wheels to see if there's a different style lug nut. It's not going to look like an octagon. It's going to look different. And most places you go that are where you buy your vehicle are going to install a wheel lock key to prevent theft of those wheels while the vehicle is sitting on their lot. It just makes sense. And nowadays it's kind of a reality as far as keeping the wheels on the vehicle so that they don't have a loss or an insurance claim while it's sitting on their used car lot. And after you, if you buy it and you see that, you want to make sure you ask that salesman, where is this key that takes these wheel locks off? So that you can either make the decision of keeping that wheel lock or taking them off and putting the the regular lug nuts back on. So when the cars come from the factory, they come with, let's just say it's a five lug wheel. Five times four is 20. So there's 20 regular lug nuts. So if there's one that's different on the wheel, you want to make sure you ask where this wheel lock key is. Because you get six months down the road and we're trying to do a tire rotation and this wheel lock key is nowhere to be found, some of those are really hard to get off without the actual key. It can be done, but sometimes it's more difficult than others. So be aware that if you have a wheel lock key or a special lug nut on your wheel because you got new wheels installed at uh, one of the top tire stores, they install special set of lug nuts because the area where that lug nut goes is special so that's the socket that takes them all off we have a master set of those but sometimes they're different anytime you bring your vehicle in it's always nice to just say hey the wheel lock key is in the glove box or it's in the center console or i took it out of the glove box and i stuck it in the cup holder uh, in the center console just let us know where it's at so that we don't have to slow down and look for it and give you a call and you tell us it's in the glove box and that's the majority of the time that's where we look and sometimes it's just not in there. 
So let's review. Coming in at number 10, the drop envelope. Make sure you fill out your drop envelope completely. Don't leave anything to the imagination and sign that envelope. Plan ahead. Call us. Let us know when you want to bring your car in so that we can get you in. We're always busy. So give us a call ahead of time. Number eight, tell us the whole story behind what you had done. Number seven, put gas in it. Number six, how are you going to pay? MasterCard, Visa, American Express. Number five, ask questions. Number four, wash your car. Clean the interior. Number three, shop qualifications. Are we good enough for you? I hope so. Number two, what are your expectations? And number one, where's the darn wheel lock key? Hey, this is Matt Clausen. Thanks for listening to the second episode of All Automotive.